I am Drea Gale, and the purpose for this podcast today is I will be talking to you about photojournalism. This is the topic I chose for my interview, so I had to find somebody who was very qualified and able to just open, shed some light on what it's like to be a photojournalist. And my, basically my audience is students who are interested in pursuing a career in photojournalism. What are the things to know in the beginning? What are mistakes to avoid? And how you can communicate through photojournalism um, a very amazing story and message to your audience and how to be very effective in doing so. So I am so excited to be interviewing today Professor, Professor Roberto Rosales. Currently, he teaches photojournalism courses in the Communication and Journalism Department at the University of New Mexico. He holds a bachelor's degree in fine art and a master's in art education. So I felt that he was very qualified to be able to speak about the subject of photojournalism. He puts a great spin on his interview. I loved and I would like for you to listen to when he talks about when you look through a lens and how once you capture a moment or a video, how that tells a story and it brings up the audience into your story and and has questions and, and evokes questions from your audience and <clears throat> so there's I love his spin about every every time you look through the lens every time you take a picture every time you capture something it tells a story and these days uh, stories people are interested in stories they want to know stories and to be able to capture that through the lens of photojournalism is something that I think it would be really exciting to learn about through the eyes of Professor Roberto Rosales. He has some amazing information that um, I hope you can enjoy and appreciate as a student who is looking into going or who's going into photojournalism and, and wants to do something, you know, is, is concentrating on that. I'm excited to share this interview with you today. I do apologize in advance. There are some, uh, the, the recording has a little bit of background noise and that's because we were in a bookstore. And so um, I hope you can appreciate the message um, still and, and be able to hear everything he's saying because it's pretty pretty amazing so I hope you enjoy it and I'll come back to you in the end when we are done and um, give you my conclusions and my thoughts thank you for listening sounds great glad um, to be here absolutely so what was your motivation as a um, student to go into photography I think the I mean, I had always been interested in photography. I mean, I started off in fine art photography. Mm -hmm. And uh, without really knowing what I was doing, my my photography started moving towards documentary photojournalism. And so in my senior year, maybe my junior year of college, I started traveling in Latin America. Mm -hmm. And... Before I knew it, I realized that everything that I was photographing had a documentary feel to it. Okay. Uh, but yet, I do appreciate the fine art photography in order to lay the foundation okay. for seeing things the way I did. Yes. You know, with composition and so forth. So, uh, you know, I used to take a bus from here to Central America like every summer after the spring semester, and that's how I really got into it. I did take one class in my senior year in, in college, which 
I felt that I was kind of late to the game, if you will. But nevertheless, I had the foundation to to see things, you know, to compose things within a frame. And I think that sort of pushed me to uh, go into the documentary field. And before you knew it, like within a year after graduating from UNM, I was uh, I was instructing. Uh, photojournalist in Latin America so I was helping them develop their eye and that's how it all began wow. so you're able to see things through the life of in, in the life of a frame but then you started developing you started understanding that every picture was a story yes. so in so you decided you wanted to tell those stories in a documentary right. I think one of the, the aspects that made me really go deeper into this profession is, is my ability to talk to people. If you cannot communicate, if you cannot have a dialogue with someone yes. that you just met, this is not the field for you. Yeah. You know, you can do architecture photography, you can do landscape photography, you can do all kinds of photography. But with documentary, everything derives from that, that human contact. Mm -hmm. And then after that, well, you know, everything just sort of falls into place. Yes. But knowing how to speak with a stranger, uh, with and without the camera, mm -hmm. that is that is the ultimate test whether or not you can do this. Yeah. So it looks like in your field, you would possibly need some people skills to. You would need no. You would need people yes, skills uh, to be able to. You're right. Um, tell and the you know, very little has to do with the camera. Mm -hmm. Like I often find myself just having a conversation uh -huh. and maybe I didn't have plans on photographing that person but through our conversation elements come out and evolve and we become friends a friendship begins uh -huh. and before you know it I'm, I'm picking up my camera and like I'm, I'm penetrating this other barrier that you know 30 minutes ago I had no intention yeah. Of, of penetrating, but that's what just having a camera around your your neck does. Yeah. You know, it can be a vehicle, a tool to connect to people, even without taking a photo. Yeah. That you know, it's like the intention is there, uh -huh. and you don't have to say it out loud. Yeah. You understand that I'm trying to photograph you, or there's a chance that I might take a photograph of you to tell your story, but. I don't have to say, may I take your photo? Uh -huh. The camera sort of does that. It lays uh, okay. the foundation. So that's a, that's a very interesting dialogue that, that the camera uh, develops for you. Yeah, I like it's that. It's very interesting. The camera lays the foundation mm -hmm. for you to, or the segues into a, a conversation right. and possibly friendship. Do you, do you feel like the people, do you feel like people are generally happy. happy, okay, or happy to take to let their picture be taken, or what? What, what would you say the ratio of people or the percentage of people that you meet on the street? Um, um, it, it, that really depends. Would on be the open photographer. Okay, so it's, I think my ratio is a little higher than most. Yeah, because they're drawn to you. I think you they, if I'd have to put a number on it, it would be like seventy-five percent. Seventy-five. Yeah, and then it's a pretty high number. And there are times when you feel that there will be no images made. Mm -hmm. there, there's just like, 
don't even bother asking, you know, because it's it's a very touchy subject. It's something that's a bit delicate, and so you you have no intention of doing that. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll talk to that person just to get some information about uh-huh. maybe something that I'm covering or uh, something that I need to know more background. And then they can give you good information, right. possibly not a picture, but right. information, or to send you to the right, so another possibly photo opportunity where. Yes, and I, I think a good documentary photographer has to determine when that right time is to ask. Mm-hmm. Go deeper and try to make images, or just lay back and not say anything, just observe. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest problems in journalism in general today mm-hmm. is knowing when to put the camera down. The camera can also get in the way mm. of going deeper into a conversation. Yeah. Because you may seem too anxious to try to cover, to try to tell somebody's story. Not everybody wants to open up to you. Mm-hmm. But if you can put the camera away and just talk you might go deeper than you thought and then the possibilities for other stories come up okay and I've learned that over the years yeah and yeah sometimes when before those possibilities come up you want to be able to break the ice sure so the camera is maybe a little bit a barrier and then but when you are able to break that ice Mm-hmm. Then you then you have opportunities, possibilities to talk about deeper things. Yes. Or th- things that pr- refer. I mean, um, relate to your what your yes, your goal and, and think, your purposes. So two things are happening right now here in America. People are very cautious, suspicious. Yeah. You know, because there's just too much uh, negative uh, tags put on documentary photography the media in general, you know, uh, they feel like we're out to get them. Uh-huh. We're out to expose something that, that shouldn't be told. Or twi- or, yeah. yeah, and like the people who don't understand how the news business works are usually the ones who look down upon this mm-hmm. profession. Uh, but when you go to Latin America, let's say, or other countries, um, the that that sort of ideology that that approach to you it just it's not there mm-hmm. um, I think they're a little more open yeah sometimes because they it may be lack of knowledge you know because mm-hmm. they don't understand like how the media might work but yet maybe there is some innocence mm-hmm. but there's another factor that you have to be aware of as a journalist and that's knowing knowing that some people may not know their rights that's the case do not take advantage of that Mm -hmm. just because maybe somebody's letting me into their home and whatever and uh, they they have the power to say no to me Mm -hmm. but yet they don't execute that power that's not knowing their rights and if I know that they don't know I shouldn't prey upon that Mm -hmm. and that's called ethics so being an ethical journalist goes beyond just taking photos and letting people into their world. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
letting them letting them allow you to penetrate that barrier and then and so I don't want to take photos too that that can put them in danger that can put them in harm's way um, so it's it's a tricky you know it's a fine line you walk no but the ethics are I think our ethics are important because um, it ethics are where if you follow a code of ethics in, in journalism a lot of other things you won't have to worry about because they'll just take care of themselves just like treating someone like you want to be treated um, not taking advantage not preying upon them so um, I can see how that could play into you know being being a good good journalist and I know there's a lot of good journalists out there yes If someone was just starting out with digital photography and photo journalism or photo um, or documentary, mm-hmm. um, photo documentaries, um, what would you tell them? Or what, what, what are three things that they they must they need to know, or that will help them in the beginning? I think the first question I would ask is if you're not willing to give it a hundred percent. Don't bother with this field. Okay. This is the problem in journalism in general right now. Mm-hmm. Is that it's it's very hard. You know, it's it takes a lot to get out there and make do stories, make images. But what I see happening, especially with the younger generations, mm-hmm. is that they think that photojournalism can only be done 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so you constantly take off your photojournalist hat and then you put on something else and it's something you can't do half the time mm-hmm. when you're a photojournalist you're a photojournalist a hundred percent of the time you can't you can't do it just when you feel like doing it mm-hmm. that's the biggest issue right now and that's what I would tell uh, people entering the profession okay. if you're gonna do this Give it all you got. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, don't even bother. Yeah. Because you're gonna realize it's first of all too hard, too expensive, too tedious, and you'll end up doing something else. Mm-hmm. So even though technology is so much better nowadays than it was 10, 20, even 30 years ago, mm-hmm. we have a lot of snap shooters. We don't have a lot of good photographers, documentary photographers, for that matter. And then two. Learn the business side of being a photographer. Mm-hmm. It costs too much money to be in this profession for you not to understand the pitfalls mm-hmm. of getting in debt, yeah. buying equipment that's very expensive, and then realizing because you didn't give it 100%, you can't go forward. Yeah. By the time you end up selling your gear, you only get a minor percentage of what you paid. Mm-hmm. So it's really a lot of wasted time. So doing it 100%, uh, understanding the business side of it. And then third, like really, uh, you got to give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. You can't. Don't make. Okay. You have to have a balanced life. Mm-hmm. If you're a young person and you want to get into this field, 
give yourself a chance. And by that, I mean, don't get in your debt. Don't get married too soon. Don't have kids too soon. You want to give yourself a chance so that you can travel, that you can be there at the drop of a hat in order for you to cover something. Yeah. Now, that's... Ideally, someone should do that. That doesn't yeah. mean you cannot do it. Yeah. But, but it's harder. Yes. Much harder. And if you have a kid, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to realize uh, you got to leave your weekends open because that's when a lot of assignments are handed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when travel comes in. That's when events are happening. Happens. You need to put yourself in a position that gives you a chance to produce work. Yeah. And I, I can't tell you how many people I've trained over the years mm-hmm. who, one, wanted to do this for a living yeah. and then realized it just takes too much effort yeah. and they just give up. Or two, they have kids right away. Yeah. And yet now you don't have money to even buy gear to make yourself competitive yeah. with other photographers. And God bless you for having kids. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a family or get married or do this. There are some people who can do it. Yeah. But you got to have a strong financial backing to yeah. do it. That strong financial backing. And that Absolutely. is not taught in college. That's no. not taught anywhere. Yeah. Those are hard lessons to learn. I, I agree. You know, the people... Um, I've, always to- I've always told um, my... The ones that my little group of girls that I had, you know, mentored um, for when we had just started out, and I said, um, you know, just wait, just wait, give yourself time to hone your craft and get decently good for what you're doing. That is very, uh, it's a pivotal point, yes. And you know, I I have trained a lot of, a lot of women Mm -hmm. who have gone into the on this profession mm-hmm. and the ones that have been successful are the ones who waited yeah and it might be hard you know but look at them now they're they're working yeah and in this industry there's very few female documentary photographers mm-hmm. and because it's harder for a woman yeah when you enter a marriage or something and then obviously biological clock it's part of the issue uh and if you have a baby you know mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to go out and photograph but also take care of the baby you know yeah. it's you're the primary caregiver right. yeah and that makes sense those are good those are good um very good uh rules to live by when you're going to be in this industry exactly. and 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 i think you know to be successful you know as we saw in that documentary um you know, like uh, take Lindsay Adario for instance. You know, she's gone to Afghanistan. She's shot all kinds of conflicts. But Lindsay Adario, such a smart photojournalist, mm-hmm. she had a baby when she was in her late 30s, about 40 years old. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, she established her career, mm-hmm. and she had made it already, and then had a family. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it doesn't happen the other way around, but your chances of failing will have nothing to do with your creativity with your knowledge of documentary photography it'll ha- it'll be 
based upon something else. Yeah, awesome. That's great advice. Yeah, and when I teach, here's, here's, then this is very important. I teach material from 50% female photographers and 50% male photographers. Because one of the drawbacks in this industry is when you go to college, professors often only teach from the male perspective. And they don't realize that women are also as powerful in this field as men. Mm -hmm. And we are in an era when we need more female photojournalists. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. And you need to let female students understand that this is not just a boys' network. Mm -hmm. And in the old days, the 80s, the 90s, it was mainly a male-dominated profession. Mm -hmm. That's not the case anymore. It's good to know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think women have a lot to add to um, the, this industry. Um, and I think it's it's needed too. You know, just like we have a, we need both perspectives in journalism, female and male. Um, awesome. I think that's that's pretty much um, you answered all the questions I I had for you. Um, is there anything else that you want to possibly add on to my? I, I think I covered a lot. You covered a lot. Yeah. You got me going um, there for a second. It's good. I feel that you have a, a lot of passion for what you do, and you do it with all your heart. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't. I can see There's that. no way. It comes through when you speak. we come to the end of our interview thank you so much for listening a couple of takeaways that I wanted to share really quick is um, understanding and having that connection with people when you are about to shoot their picture and tell their story um, knowing how to connect with them knowing how to um, get into their lives and be able to um, tell their story another one is if you are not 100% about this, don't bother with this field because photojournalism is not 50-50. You don't take off your photojournalism hat and, and put on another hat. It's You're always a photojournalist. Anywhere you go, you're looking for a story and you're ready to capture it when it comes. Another one is learning the business side. Um, this is a costly profession and a very competitive co profession. So it's important to know how to manage a business and know, understand, um, and get paid and compensated for your work. My last key takeaway is position yourself for success. Give yourself a chance. Let your lifestyle support your education, your learning, your getting established in this industry so you'll be best be prepared and have um, a career to look forward to. Thank you so much, Professor Rosales, for letting me do this interview with you today. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.